Validation. Validation. That's that is the word that I was looking for last time that I couldn't come up with. It's not affirmation. It's not it's not attention. It's it's validation. Okay. <laughs> so solid. Um what's up everybody? Welcome to the uh Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast episode three. I'm your co-host, Nick Scarpin Auto. And I am David Kapushi Cars, and today we are joined with a uh, a 1999 Chevy Corvette, uh, a ZR1, a very nice sports car, and our lovely co-host Vanessa. So I want to give it up for Vanessa and the Chevy Corvette. Um, happy Wednesday! Happy this is the last Wednesday of April. So um, be sure to enjoy this chilly weather while it lasts, because dude, it's only going to get warmer and hotter and ickier, and I hate summer so Thank much. Thank the Lord. Okay, well, get this trash weather out of here. You're talking to two people with varying, varying degrees of appreciation. No pun intended. With the degrees. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, I I love chillier weather. So this is the kind of this is what I thrive in is is colder weather where I can wear wear a hoodie and actual pants instead of shorts and tank tops. Because then in the summer, in the summer you're just you're forced to strip down if it's a really really hot day, and then sunburns and bugs. Dude, come on. Driving down the street with those windows down. Ooh, boy. Okay, summer summer nights summer Ooh, nights slap. Boy. Summer nights are really great, especially summer nights on the beach. I'm a big beach boy, big beach boy. So I I will absolutely take a summer night on the beach because you can you can be next to a beach in the in the middle of summer wearing a hoodie and pants and you'll be like, this is perfect. This is I can hear. I'm not going to get on the topic of beaches because honestly, I could go on for hours and hours and we don't have that long. We we don't have that long. Um, But uh, but yeah, anything anything cool happened to you in the last in the last week, David? Uh, cousin Alicia got married. Woo! Congrats, Woo! Alicia. Alicia. Um, I was at the party till like one thirty in the morning, and I'm usually asleep by ten thirty. I was gonna say one a.m. is new. One a.m. is very uncommon for for you. I, and I then I didn't get home until three thirty. <laughs> All right. What the hell? And I'm still recovering. Mm. Yeah, Ugh. that I mean, it must have been fun though. It must have been fun getting to dance and see everyone in in fancy clothes. And weddings are fun. Weddings like that are are, are fun when it's when it's because it's 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 like we're not in school anymore, but it's kind of the equivalent of what school dances used to be, where you know there's there's food and there's drinks and there's dancing and there's a DJ and you'll hear Uptown Funk a couple of times or, or September by Earth Wind and Fire, or what's another really po- uh, the Cha Cha Slide. You'll hear the cha-cha slide. We hear the cha-cha slide. Every wedding. Every single wedding. I don't care. Okay, maybe not every single wedding. But I have been to a lot of weddings, a.k.a. like three in my life. Dude, I haven't been to one in like probably at least 10 years. Since you were a kid. Uh, I guess that would make you a teenager. And then 15. I have another one in September. Oh, goddamn. Look at you. It's it, it. Fall really is wedding season. Fall, fall... This this time through summer into fall is is wedding season spelled S Z N for anyone who was wondering. It's it's what the cool it's what the kids say. It's what the cool kids say. I I got called a kid yesterday. That felt weird by by you know someone who was in their mid thirties, and someone made that exact joke where I was in a room with a couple of you know older older folks like in in their thirties. It's not old. It's just older than me, and. 
the phrase that's what the kids say came up and then they pointed at me and they're like they're like there's a kid there's a kid right there and i'm like ah kind of kind of i mean i'm on tiktok i use snapchat but i don't i've never attempted a tiktok dance um i don't i don't uh i don't have any shares of bitcoin um i did find out that elon musk bought twitter if that means anyone he did that means anything to anybody i don't use twitter a whole lot i only ever use twitter if uh like a mobile game that i'm playing has a campaign and they're like if you tweet this and if you share it on instagram or whatever like that's ex- almost exclusively what my twitter is for is just for retweeting just retweeting dokon <laughs> yeah retweeting dokon or pokemon masters or dude one of these one of these days we're going to talk about we're going to talk about mobile games but uh yeah, i don't when we have no other game to talk about honestly yeah because we episode three i think we're hitting our stride i i, I honestly feel like we're hitting a, a pretty decent stride um because we got some we got some cool cool stuff to talk about we got some cool ideas too um so today we're going to be discussing uh the series breaking bad and its spinoff uh better call saul which we we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here because he has seen all of both uh, you know and better call saul is still airing all so. of both breaking bad on my third time right now third time i have on the other hand have never seen it not even once i got like three episodes in so we'll talk about that we're going to talk about our best or our worst concert experiences we, we because, can do both yeah we can do both we've we both collectively we've been to a bunch of concerts we're concert people we're music people so i'm sure we have a we have a, a myriad of stories to share um and last but not least after two weeks of prolonging it we're finally going to talk about resident evil because I, <laughs> I feel i genuinely feel guilty for anyone who's watched or listened to these podcasts hearing that we're going to talk about resident evil and not getting that satisfaction um but yeah, and we're also, we talked over the idea earlier, um, we're also going to film a bonus episode. So uh, we'll get into it a little bit more towards the end of the, towards the end of this episode. We'll tell you where to go, where to find it. And um, yeah, it will not be on listening platforms at the moment. It'll just be on YouTube. So we'll, uh, we'll try to, you know, think of, think of some good stuff to share on that. Um, if you like hearing the sound of our voices or the sounds of our faces, the way our faces sound. <laughs> so, uh, but without further ado, let's get into our first uh, topic of the day. So, um, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. I'm going to let you start because I, again, have very little experience with the shows. But, um, yeah, I want to hear your take on... Let's start with Breaking Bad. So, spoilers spoilers ahead, uh, but I want to hear... No, I'm not going to spoil anything, actually. Okay, cool. I will talk exclusively unspoilery for the the first time in this podcast so far i mean i guess i haven't seen it so i i, I appreciate that but uh you know I mean, maybe maybe i should also be ashamed of myself <laughs> who's to say yeah because i mean this show was huge early 2010s yeah when it was on and then i remember people in high school talking about it a lot hmm. and i just didn't care because it wasn't metallica right so it, was it wasn't obviously lame it wasn't heavy metal or or just Metallica, I think, was was your whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I actually started watching it in 2018 because uh, a little channel called Cinemassacre mm. put out a video talking about Breaking Bad. Shout out, James. I believe it was like April or May or something in 2018. Yeah. And he basically said, like, he, he was in the same boat. He heard all the hype about it. 
and then he gave it a shot and then he was hooked and then he was like yeah this is actually one of the best shows i've ever seen that's high praise and so i was like all right i'll give it a shot so i watched it you want a tootsie pop no i'm good <laughs> and then um yeah i uh in a full agreement i think it is i not that i've seen a lot of like shows but as far as live action like drama series goes it, yeah number one hmm. um like well i mean so what about it makes it so good like without getting into spoilers obviously just the writing mm. the writing and the characters and the shots like yo anyone who's seen it like crawl space and you know exactly what i'm talking about like yo just from the titles alone like all the fans out there you know half full measures we got box cutter box fly cutter. granite state ozymandias um what's the felina i was gonna say don't ask me because I, I dude you, no. you just like I just think anyone hearing like there's those prime episodes of Breaking Bad and mm. that was a lot of them. Um but yeah, I actually uh, I remember finishing it when I was visiting my friend Jason mm. in California. Shout out Jason, Cali. which was in July 2018. So I cleared through it in like 3 months. Yeah. And that's like what, 60 episodes or something? Yeah, dude. I mean, when you're hooked on a show like that, you 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 breeze through it cuz it's it's much like is it meth yes yeah much like the meth that is produced and is it consumed it's like inhaled or something i don't know okay much like the meth that is produced and inhaled in breaking bad it's very addictive i i've i've only heard so i myself i i think i feel similarly to how you feel but the scope is a lot smaller because I started the show, I think sometime in college. It must have been my freshman year. So it was also 2018. Uh, no, 2014. 2014. And because I, I remember I was watching it on uh, my laptop. Because I didn't have a TV in college my freshman year. I had a laptop. That's how I watched Daredevil. That's how I watched the Netflix shows. And I started Breaking Bad for the exact reason that you had stated, because there was a lot of hype around it. And at that point, it was fairly new, I think. I don't think it started. I, don't, I can't remember when it started. Um, I don't know. You what wanna, started? Breaking Bad. You want to look that up? I think it was like 2009 or something. That old? I mean, I guess it ended. Because it ended in like 2013 or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know what it was? I started Breaking Bad because I knew it was ending and I wanted to see if I could get to the end of the show. I wanted to see if I could get to the end of the show. Yeah, 2008 to 2013. 2008 to 2000. Yeah, so that must have been I, the only reason. And I started doing this with, this with Game of Thrones too. I have desperate FOMO. I have desperate fear of missing out on big, you know, cultural societal events that specifically is tailored towards music people, music people. Uh, and music people. I said music people three times. Um, and so now a music person, the music man, perhaps, is going to pop up behind me. And um... <laughs> no, I said... so, yeah, specifically like music, movies, video games, any sort of like big event I want to be a part of, even if I'm not a fan of the thing that's being promoted, which happens a lot. And when Breaking Bad was about to end, I thought, 
I could breeze through all of this. I could breeze through all of this and I could be a fan and I could be on board the hype train when the show ends and I could say, yeah, I watched it live. I watched it when it ended. I got to see all the tweets and all of the Facebook updates and, and everything because I just wanted to be a part of something. And I think I got uh, three, four episodes in. Whatever the episode is where Walter is in the basement, I don't remember how early in season one that is but he's chained up in the basement oh yeah yeah and then at the end of that episode when he finally gets out i was the the reason that i cite every time someone asks me about breaking bad i was too emotionally drained because the end of that episode is very uh, i don't know man i i was i was i was like tearing up and i was like i was exhausted because a lot had happened in such a short amount of time and I remember the last shot was like a panning, it was panning out and it was like, it was Walter on the ground in this basement or whatever. And he was just crying. And then the episode like cuts to black and I'm that's sitting. That's Crawl Space. That's Crawl Space? That's like end of season four. Really? Yes. Then what was I watching? That was literally the shot. Because I remember um, <laughs> Donkey used it in his Mario Kart video. <laughs> I... Yeah, like Maybe. He, he's laying there, and it's the the camera's panning out. Oh no, it must have been a different. It must have been a different basement then, because there's or maybe. Was he bald? No, he had hair. Huh. It was like super early on. So I, anyway, I was like, I was just sitting in my chair, staring at a blank, like Netflix screen, just exa- I was so tired, and I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. That's why I stopped BoJack Horseman too. Because I was like, this show would actually probably kill you. Then, yeah, I, cause dude. It, <laughs> I've heard it's just a lot of that. I've heard it's just a lot of really stressful and stress-inducing situations. Dude, it's yeah. Like I said, everyone, you know, oh, Face Off. How did I, how did I forget Face Off? With oh John Travolta God. and uh, no, Nicolas no, no, Cage. No, no, no. <laughs> the episode Face Off, mm. dude. That's what I mean. Like, uh, it's such, it's so good at like making, making cliffhangers too. Mm. Like, um, just like when the episode ends, yeah, it ends in like a spot where you want to continue. And then I could imagine when it was airing new weekly having to wait. Yeah. And especially the way season three ends. Um, I forget what it's, the episode's called, but you know, the Jesse, gun and then it was like a whole year before season four premiered and i can only imagine how awful it would have been waiting for that next season that's the that's the thing about trying to watch shows as they air is like i had this revelation with my hero academia because i had you know and we have very similar experiences as far as watching it go we got to binge for me it was seasons one through three and for you it was seasons one through four and when it came time to watch the new season as new episodes came out, it sucks, man. It sucks because it's like you want to continue, like especially if you started the show binging it. It's such a different experience to have to wait for the next episode. But with 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 anime specifically, and this is the last time that I'll bring up anime for today, I promise. Probably not. But, but with anime, I immediately turned to like the manga because it's – several you know i would say like a season or a season and a half past where the anime is 
And then you just get to the same point in the manga. So if Breaking Bad had a manga, which honestly, people who make manga, this is your time to shine. Just, just say, say that you were listening to a podcast with a couple of dumb guys and they said, oh, you know, it'd be a good idea. Breaking Bad manga. And then uh, make it. And so we'll watch it. Um, we'll watch it with our eyes as we, as we read, we'll read it. Um, but yeah, so is, is better call Saul like similar tone wise? Like, cause the show's not over yet. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of story things that haven't completely come full circle, but like is better call Saul in the same kind of tone arena as breaking bad or is it like very different? It's kind of because on one half you have the Saul stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a lawyer show. But on the other side, you have your Gus, Mike, Nacho, like this, the characters you knew from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like the thing I think is really cool about Better Call Saul is like everyone, literally everyone except like the main cast of characters from Breaking Bad is in this show. Really? All these minor characters all come back in Better Call Saul. Hmm. I think that's really cool. Well, and we actually, I'm just reminded of this. We saw uh, Giancarlo Esposito at C2E2 this past, what was it? Uh, Not August. It was in the winter. It was uh, February, maybe? Or March, something like that. Something like that. And that was my first exposure to that specific actor because he plays... um, Gus Fring. He plays Gus, yeah. Um, And just hearing him talk about Gus specifically was one. It was very cool because I'd never been in a room with a professional actor before, like to that degree, but also I could feel in the room, the amount of respect that everyone had for this man and for that character and for all the characters that he's played. So I could imagine one of the biggest decisions when bringing back everyone for better call Saul was well people still want to see the characters right so like and they're still they're even talking about making a gush show a gush show about his um uprising to power i mean that as someone who's never seen either show i think that'd be cool because yeah because better call Saul, like in the beginning it's a prequel obviously so you see where saul came from but gus he was still the man we knew from breaking bad kind of where he was already yeah so yeah, they were they were talking like a rumor about like having him his rise to power because he's like like a big part of yeah. both these shows. I mean, there that's the thing with big properties is 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 from a business standpoint, it only makes sense to milk it for as long as people are interested. That's why we got the Joey sitcom after Friends. That's why we got Frasier after what was that Cheers, and you know, very very different <laughs> sides of the same coin. But hopefully. Hopefully this this Gus show turns out well, and not even thinking that far ahead. Hopefully, Better Call Saul ends in a in a really satisfying way. Um, yeah, because they showed that Walt and Jesse are coming back. Yeah, and I think that's goofy. I think so too. Because um, like, yeah, you just let that be a surprise. I I understand trying to generate hype for an upcoming episode. And- I don't think you need to generate hype for Better Call Saul, frankly. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's like a Marvel movie. All you got to say it's happening and you get hyped. Yeah. Like, I, do you really even need to see a trailer for it? No, I think it's doing that well enough on its own. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe this is my sign to get back into Breaking Bad. I'm about to finish the show I'm I'm watching now. So, um, 
I don't yeah, know, man. Yeah, we are on the final season of Better Call Saul. Oh, shoot. Three episodes in as of recording this, and episode three, uh, something happens, because uh, I don't think this is a spoiler, but like, there's characters in Better Call Saul that are not in Breaking Bad. So you know something's going to happen to these couple of characters. Oh, I see. So, like, new characters to Better Call Saul. Yeah, because it's a prequel show. Yeah. So, and it's like, okay, well, none of these people ever show up in Breaking Bad, so what happens to them? Right. And we find out what happens to one of them in this third episode. And um, it was uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So... I don't know, man. I, I think um, I think that Breaking Bad is one of those shows that, like Game of Thrones or like, oh, man, I don't know. Like when we were growing up and not adults, like The Wire was a big show that you hear a lot about. Just like cultural phenomenons that happen every once in a while. And it's like, you got to watch that. Stranger Things, same thing. It was like everyone was talking about Stranger Things when it came out. Or uh, what? Uh, 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, I I watched, I succumbed to that too. Like, I watched that when it aired. I I actually remember, I watched that entire first season in one single day. How how were how, how you okay? Like, how, that's a lot to go through in, in a single day. That's a good point. I mean, I started really early in the day and it ended very late at night. Yeah. And I took breaks in between. But I just, have to. I, I guess I was just curious. And man, what a stupid show to uh, <laughs> like make more. It, it was like four seasons. Yeah. I, I watched the second one, uh, not to get too off topic, but I yeah. watched the second season of 13 Reasons Why. And it was so stupid. It was just a big court scene. And every five seconds, someone was crying. Mm-hmm. And I was just done with it. Yeah, well, because the, the show, the first season at least, is based on a, a book. Like it's based on an actual book. And then it was so successful that they went off script and they made something. I apparently season four is wild with its with its concepts and everything that they're trying to do. I guess Clay is being chased by like a cyborg. Um, yeah, oh <laughs> I don't know if it's a real cyborg, but point of the matter is Breaking Bad, and it seems better. Call Saul is not going down that path of getting really really ridiculous, and is worth the watch if you haven't. Uh, including myself, because I haven't. Um, yeah, I would say, if you have the time, do yourselves a favor and watch the show. Yeah. My goodness. The biggest thing to take away from big shows like that and big sort of events is, I don't know, there's a feeling of, like, camaraderie. There's, like, a feeling of, like, community when you're when you're watching something with, you know, like, a bunch of people, and then you can have a discourse and blah, blah, blah. And one of the, one of the most fun examples of that sort of mindset and activity dude i love concerts i love concerts so much it's not even funny i think part of it is because i i regularly play concerts like i you know i'm a musician i play shows i'll admit it it was a very brave thing of myself to admit on on live on live tv (laughs) on on camera but you know david's played shows too like he, he once upon a time, I also played shows. Yeah, and we have even um, played shows together. Um, you know, I put out a, an EP like last last year, and, and we got to play a couple of those songs together. So we both are live music people. We love we love live music and appreciate it. 
so you know we we end up going out and seeing a lot of artists that we either like or we don't like or we have never heard of um and there are plenty of shows that we've been to that fall into either of those categories um and a couple of them that we've been to together include like we went to go see metallica uh live at soldier field that was cool that was cool and um, uh, we saw also saw Def Leppard. Yeah, we saw Def Leppard with Poison. That was I think that was our first concert together. A sh- a sh- legit a decade ago. Yeah, yeah that was um, 2012. But uh, yeah, I I could go on about our history with shows that we've seen and played before. Uh, but I want to hear about our best and worst concert experiences. So David, um, I think we should start with the with the best. I think we should just start with the best. Open up, uh, you know, with a with a nice. Um, you know, a nice subject first and then get into the nitty gritty after I have, um, I have a couple ones. I'm going to do three. Okay. I'm going to do my three favorite ones. Number one, uh, I guess was the earliest one when I saw Jason Newstead. Mm. This was in like 2013. He put out, he had a little, a band, uh, called Newstead for yeah. a very very short time. Well, and he's he's the bassist, the ex bassist of Metallica. Yeah, for like fourteen years or so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he had a little band, and then they put an EP, and we went to go see him, and this was hardcore in my Metallica phase. Yeah. Which I had not seen. So Newstead was like the closest I got to seeing Metallica. Which is a cool feeling. And. That was the hardest I ever screamed when he busted out Creeping Death. Because Metallica themselves did not play Creeping Death when we saw them. Yeah. And I will never forgive them for that. Because they play it at like every show ever. But not ours. Like 99% of shows they play it at, but not ours. Yeah. And But when New said playing out, you know... the. Anyone who's seen Creeping Death live knows that there's like that breakdown in the middle where they're mm-hmm. screaming die for sometimes like 20 seconds or maybe even like two minutes. Mm. And I was going absolutely ham, <laughs> screaming die. Yeah. And yeah, just his. The only acceptable time to do that, by the way, is at a, <laughs> yeah. is at a Metallica concert. Yeah, you're just in the subway. Die, die. <laughs> but I mean, if you're in Chicago, you, you'll probably fit in. Yeah, you'll hear that a lot downtown Chicago, especially if you're driving with the windows down. I think it's every five seconds, maybe. I I'm, I'm, I might be uh, rounding up, but every five seconds you hear someone shout in the top of their lungs, die. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about another one? But yeah, I don't know, but that whole EP and album are really good. It sucks that it lasted so little. Mm. But yeah, that was the first one. Next up, Rush. Yeah. With their Clockwork Angel show. Which is one of your favorite albums of all time. It is my favorite album of all time. Oh, dang. So naturally, when they play 90% of it live, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, and seeing Neil Peart, too, like yeah. that must have been yeah. and as just, a drummer. Yeah, seeing his solo and everything. But yeah, they played every song off of it except B-U-2-B. Mm. B-U-2-B, yeah. I think you showed me that one. Which was my favorite song off the album oh, at that time. No, and it's like, are you? That's like six minutes. Yeah, you couldn't have fit six minutes <laughs> and play the entire thing. I mean, because how long was that concert? Like three hours? A long time. Yeah. Well, so that's two concerts in a row now. Seeing some of your favorite bands, and they <laughs> they didn't even play your favorite song. Okay. Well, no, just on that album. 
Oh, okay. not my favorite Rush song overall. They played yeah. that one, Subdivisions. Shout out, great song. Um, but yeah, just and they brought out this the whole orchestra. And I'm a firm believer in, like, if you add uh, strings or symphony to anything, it's automatically better. Yeah. Um, especially live, and yeah. it was just a great experience. Mm. And then, I guess the third one was the first time I saw Devin Townsend. Mm. It was like the day before Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. First time I saw him, I was very new uh, to him, but like we, they had like the meet and greets and I got to meet him. I took this photo, insert the photo now. <laughs> um, and I was just like, Hey Dev, can you, can, can we take a photo where you just act really surprised to see me? And then we took that, but yeah, I got to meet him, took that photo um, I got to take lessons from the drummer RVP. What? Yeah, I lessons? got I got a, a whole hour. What the hell? Lessons with the guy. And after the set, uh, I think I, I talked about this in my Devin video. I think, um, but after the concert, he you know when uh, people throw out their picks and the sticks oh, at the end of the uh -huh. show, yeah, yeah, yeah. he actually walked up and handed me one of his sticks. So you were like the chosen one. Yeah, you were like. Oh, because you had that lesson. Yeah, we're like, we're dogs now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was just, oh, man. Plus, that was like the, my favorite album mm. uh, that was released by him, Z2. That was that tour, so they were playing songs off that album. Yeah. Did and they call it the Z Tour? I don't actually know what it was called. God damn it. God, um, they, they absolutely should have if they didn't. But yeah. Uh, those are my three favorites, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I... I don't know if I'd say I have like multiple favorites because that's the tough thing about concerts is like I have favorite moments from different concerts, but I don't think I have a favorite concert overall. Um, like one that always stands out to me is I saw uh, I saw the band Yellow Card for their farewell tour because they're now broken up. Um, and, you know, since then, they've had a lot of controversy surrounding them um, with Juice World and everything. And that whole, like, lawsuit after Juice World died is, like, objectively shitty. Um, but I still like their music. And I think Ocean Avenue is one of my favorite albums ever. And it was at the House of Blues in Chicago. And I remember at the very, very end of the show, because we were in, like, the pit. We were in standing room only, general admission. And we were all the way in the back, me and my buddy. And they saved Ocean Avenue for the the last song of the night because they they knew that people weren't gonna stay if they had played it early and they were like I don't know the rest of these songs so they were like all right we'll give you what you came here for fine and they broke into Ocean Avenue and the floor at the House of Blues in Chicago when everyone's jumping at the same time it's the coolest feeling in the world because it feels like you're gonna fall through the floor it's just it's it's like that was that was the the moment that I knew like yeah this is this is a good time to see him. This is a good, this is a good show. Um, and I had another moment like that. I mean, I've seen, I, I haven't ever been to a festival. I feel like a festival would be really fun to go to. We didn't talk about last week. We didn't talk about Coachella cause Coachella was a big thing. Um, like was that last week, two weeks ago, well, none of us were there. So yeah, I mean, none of us were there. I just, I just knew it was a big like music event. Um, and like I've that, the only like festival that I've been to, I went to like mayhem fest, um, in like one of our suburbs. And like, there was one night that I got to see the four headliners on the big stage. 
it was um machine head who went on first thank god um megadeth slipknot and disturbed and i was like I, I wasn't as big of a fan of like Disturbed and Slipknot at the time. Like my stepdad's a huge fan of Slipknot and he had seen them like 10 times at that point. But that was a really, really cool experience because I, I didn't really care for Machine Head. But um, Dave Ellison, who play, played played bass in uh, once, like, once Upon a Time. Yeah, another controversial musician. Uh, but <laughs> at the time... Um, I think I I was in high school. I must've been like 14 or 15 and I was super into drawing and I knew I was going to see Megadeth. So I drew, um, Vic Rattlehead from the cover of Rust in Peace and my mom and my stepdad, they, they found out that he was going to do meet and greets before the show, like in a, under a Jägermeister tent at the festival. And so they took my picture like that I drew which had been chewed up by my dog the night before. Um, and they took it to him and they got a picture with him and, and he signed it and he was like, wow, this is really fucking cool. And it was one of the coolest moments of my life. Cause I was like, I need to pose with this. I need to take pictures with it. I don't know where it went. Wait, so you didn't meet him? Your parents did? I didn't meet him. My parents met him. My parents met him and they got the picture signed cause I wasn't old enough to go under the tent cause it was Jägermeister. <laughs> oh um, no. Yeah. So, um, but that was a really cool moment getting to see them live. And honestly, seeing Slipknot live was really cool. Cause I had a lot of friends in like in high school that were fans of theirs. Um, they go off the walls, dude. Cause they have like 10 members and they have one dude in the corner of the stage, just like banging on a garbage can. You know, um, they have another guy that's like climbing up like the, the side, like wall of the, the stage and jumping off. And that's all he does. <laughs> It's just like climb shit and jump off. Um, so it was a fun show. Um, and then one that was really fulfilling recently, I got to see Reliant K um, in February, I think. And their album, Forget Not Slow Down, is my favorite album of all time. And they played a couple of songs off of that. Um, weirdly enough, also at the House of Blues. Um, and uh, All right, so we both had our... Uh... We go both got to see stuff from my favorite album live. Yeah, so it ended up that was that was a cool one, and that was also my most recent concert. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just fun. It, it was my first concert after like like post you know quarantine, um, and uh, so I hadn't seen live music in like two and a half years. So it was really cool. Um, but <laughs> I think I think now it's time we we got to talk about. Wait, do you uh, do you ever uh, see a concert like out of state? You ever like travel for one? Um, no, I haven't done that yet. I think we're gonna have to do that for John Mayer because his concert is this weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, and I don't have the money to pay for a ticket right now. I was gonna say because like yeah, I've been, I I, I saw Buckethead in St. Louis. Ooh. I saw uh, Baroness in Wisconsin, I think, or Indiana. Yeah, one of them. Um, I saw Between the Barry in Michigan. Ooh. And those. Those were like really good experiences, just because you know, just hanging out with yeah. like my band and you had to go out of getting state. a whole like a hotel night. There was one I forget which show it was, but after it, there was like a jazz club, and we just went in there on the fly, and we we're just like hanging out in this jazz club. There was like three guys just jamming out. Yeah, and it was just a really cool experience. Yeah, St. Louis is great for jazz because um, I've been to St. Louis just with friends. Um, a couple of times and there's a lot of just jazz bars which is so sick um but uh yeah. i think as far as worst yeah 
I only have one bad experience. I think you told me, but about I this. have a bunch of bad openers. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's that comes with the territory. You go see a band that you really like, and then you know, obviously, their openers might not be as well known, um, and they're still working on their show, or maybe it's just like a little outside the genre of the show overall. Um, but yeah, do you do you have a, a worst overall experience or opener? Uh, well, the, my least favorite experience was the second time I saw Ghost. Mm. It's the only concert I've ever been to alone. Oh. Uh, so, um, and I was, I did not want to drive downtown. So I took the train there Yeah. and I had to deal with their schedule. And I don't remember too much about the night. I just remember everything except the, the moment they were playing was awful. Oh no. Just like just being alone. It sucked. Yeah. Um, but like as, as soon as they went on the stage, it was awesome. And man, I swear to God, every concert I've ever been to. Somehow, um, like before it starts, I'm standing there. It's fine. Yeah. And then right before they like the band goes on, some guy who is like taller or just as tall as oh me no comes right in front of my face, <laughs> and this was one of them. Dude, there's I'm convinced there's a government organization that just collects tall people and sends them out and targets individuals. Like that's that the uh, scene in the Winter Soldier where they have all of like the the you know the aircrafts that are like targeting people on the ground government has that but for concerts where they just target people who look like they're about to have a really good time and just send in like tall operatives you know yeah because it always happens at the perfect time for like the best shows and it's like i i'm a tall man myself yeah so obviously i know i'm are you probably working doing... with the government maybe yeah maybe <laughs> Uh, and I think I'm probably doing that to people behind me. Yeah. But the thing is, like, when I get to a spot, I stay there. Yeah. So anyone behind me, like, has plenty of time to, like, figure something out. Or, sure. if, or if they go back there, they know what they're in for. Right. Not, like, right before the show starts, some guy just, oh, I'm going to squeeze right in here <laughs> yeah, you and block mind. your view. It's a very Midwestern thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to oh, let me get, get in front. So that was like the only bad experience. Yeah. But man, the list of bad openers. Off the top of my head, Youth Code. You ever mm. hear of Youth Code? Did you show me Youth Code? <laughs> I think I showed you Youth Code. Yeah, there's no like recorded music, so you had to go on YouTube to find them. Yeah. Um, this was actually for the Baroness show that I went to Wisconsin or Indiana or one of those two for. Yeah. And this opening band, I swear, I, I was like, what is this? It was just some dude with like a keyboard playing some like industrial stuff mm. and some lady in the microphone just like screaming into the mic <laughs> and every song and i have i'll probably i hopefully have the video still yeah but it was just, just like a clip the goofiest thing i've ever seen yeah um there's a band facts which i have to see uh open for explosion in the sky like f-a-x like the machine f-a-c-s f-a-c-s facts. yeah facts interesting and they were, I don't remember, they were just annoying and obnoxious. And then I, when I went to see a band called Orphan Land, um, just this weird, I, I don't even remember what they were called, but they were in like these like satanic outfits. Gotcha. And I legit normal walked out because oh. I mean, I was hungry. <laughs> um, so I, I literally just left to just go, go, uh, go eat really quick before mm -hmm. the main act showed up. Yeah. No, I don't think I've I've never walked out 
from a concert because I'm like, I I paid to be here. Except for, you know, certain time like so I think the only like legit bad experience that I've had at a show. Um I mean, not even there are some where I, I I've had like not even bad experience. I went to go see um the Boys of Zummer tour with a Z, and it was Wiz Khalifa and Fallout Boy. Weirdest it was the wit not that is not David's cup of tea, but I was like, I want to go see Fallout Boy because I was a I I like their album uh, Infinity on High. I think it's a really fun album, and like Wiz Khalifa, I had to listen to songs I I knew at the time like um, Black and Yellow was really popular, and uh, I think he did See You Again from the Fast and Furious soundtrack. There was a moment in his show where. <laughs> he inflated a big, uh, like a big inflatable blunt. And he like passed it into the front couple of rows for like half a song. And I was like, this is the weirdest combination of artists because you have like children, like kids who, who really like like centuries or like some of the newer fallout boys songs. And like the opening act was Wiz Khalifa. And it was just like people in the audience that were the other half that weren't like teenagers or children and it was like grown men and women and like people that were just like smoking weed at the concert. And it was so weird because all these kids were with their parents. And, <laughs> and I just, I couldn't get over that. Um, but it was, that was a fun show. Um, but I think the only experience that I've had that I didn't really like, it was a show that I went to on a whim and it was a Toby Keith concert. And now for those of you who know me, I'm very picky about like my country music it's not that I don't like country music. I'm just very particular about what pocket of country I'm listening to. Like bro country is fine. Like Florida Georgia line or like Luke Bryan or whatever. I still think Luke Bryan sounds like Wreck-It Ralph. I, there's no, there's no way you can convince me. They're not, that's not John C. Riley in like a, in like a suit, you know? Dude, I, th- I still think you have like the best roast I ever heard of for like country at some point, we were talking about it. Oh. <laughs> and you were literally said, like, it's just music people put on at a party because they know no one's going to listen to it anyway. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, man, that's good. It's party music. Well, because I, in college, that those were the two, like, the two music, like, the two genres of music that you would hear most often at a party, like a frat party or whatever. Country, like, bro country, or, like, hip-hop or, like, rap, you know? Like, anything with, like, a beat. And at some point, country was like, we're going to use electronic, like, trap beats. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. But I went to go see Toby Keith because my parents were like, do you want to go see Toby Keith? Like, tickets are, like, 20 bucks. And I was like, eh, yeah, fine. I wasn't doing anything that night. And I didn't know any of his songs, but everyone in the crowd, you could already picture what this crowd looks like everyone was just like super patriotic, like overly patriotic and like in like an aggressive way because there was a dude behind us that spilled his whole cup of beer on my stepdad. And so halfway through the concert, I had to stop listening to what I thought was like mediocre music anyway. And my, you know, two grown men who had been drinking that night were just arguing and like threatening to kick the other person's ass. It was like, it was like that episode of South Park where Randy like goes around at like Little League. You want me to kick your ass right here? Randy, sit down. You want a piece of me? Cause I'm pretty sick of your goddamn mouth. What do you want to do, huh? What do you want to do? That was the whole conversation was like, was like, I didn't hear a bell. Like I didn't, you know, and it just felt like that. And I was, I was like, 
at least it wasn't a concert that I was looking forward to going to and like hearing, you know, and it was like, it was entirely the drunk dude's fault. Cause like my stepdad, great stand up guy. Um, but like if someone is trying to like pick on him or, you know, like get in his face, he's going to get right back in their face. So this drunk dude who was obviously at fault for spilling the beer cause he couldn't handle a plastic cup, um, as well as everyone else. I don't know. It just kind of spoiled the rest of the night for me. Um, and also like my mom likes to leave concerts early because she doesn't like having to navigate the parking lot after a show, so which I get. It's a fair point, but usually the encore is always like some of the best songs. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Toby Keith, no hate to you, uh, guy, but I, it's whatever. I, I can, I, I don't, I don't go to concerts to hear about the red, white, and blue. I go to concerts to hear about people's hearts being broken and, uh, maybe even, um, a violin i like hearing violins yeah like i said strings strings make everything better yeah that's why yellow card just slaps so hard like even if even if it's a little niche even if it's a little goofy i i love yellow card uh for that but um uh, uh, really quick i actually have one more of each one um, more of each best dude one of the craziest shows ever seen was the buckethead one mm. when i went to st louis just because you know if you know who buckethead is he's just one of the greatest guitar players like ever yeah. also has one of the uh biggest discographies ever with almost like 400 albums yeah so that's pretty cool um but yeah because there was a whole section of his show where he stopped playing guitar and he he does like nunchucks <laughs> he whoops out nunchucks and he's like starts like doing whatever with them yeah and then he starts like dancing and stuff and then uh, for some reason he also like hands out toys to the crowd <laughs> sick cool. yeah he, he, has, he has like a bag of toys and he just gives uh some to everyone and i actually got one huh. i got a scooby-doo toy scooby-doo which i still have uh like, back home this is like scoob yeah it was just i was like man like what am i seeing this is that awesome. guy's got a bucket on his head <laughs> All right, worst one. Worst. Um, uh, and this is the one round. I told you about. I remember a little band called uh, Joseph Stalin's Musical <laughs> Endeavors. <laughs> and you hear that name, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" And yeah. they're a meme band. If you saw, um, if you ever watched the important videos playlist on YouTube. Oh, right, right, right. The one where the kid is like, did you ever have a dream that you yes. could, that thing? And yeah. there's like metal playing under it. Uh-huh. That's them. That's them? That's Joseph Stalin. I love that video. Um, I mean, it's it's a fine video, but like yeah. you go see that live and, you know, they're busting out like these Katy Perry covers uh, and stuff. You did tell me about this. And uh, <laughs> I guess it was some girl who isn't technically a part of the band, I don't think. But was like singing for them that night, and man, at some point, like her boot got untied, <laughs> and I was in the front row. Uh huh. Did you trip her? You asshole. No, no. But she like put it. her boot like in front of me, being like, "Hey, can you tie this for me?" And I was like, <laughs> "Sure, I guess." And um, okay. 
I don't know if you ever tried to tie something from, from the, the other opposite side, side no, but I, it's really weird, yeah. especially when it's someone you don't know and it's very like in the moment. <laughs> yeah, because she needed that done like pronto. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just trying to like tie this boot back up <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Right. So I was just like, I'm sorry, I, I can't tie your boot. <laughs> So you just fumbled with her boot yeah. for like a minute and a half and nothing happened. Yeah, and I, like, I, I couldn't even tie it. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I don't remember what happened, but like yeah. that was just goofy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fun, that's a fun story though. I, I think, I think everything, every experience is going to have, you know, versions of it, you know, that are like, good and bad and that's very vague in general but i'm just trying to segue into resident evil is a series that i would say we started at around the same time because we both had experience so you played seven first right yes yeah and i played four first and i played four on my ps2 and i really really liked it because i i I think I had it from like a friend who would let me borrow it or have it or whatever, or I saw it at like a disc replay or a half price and I picked it up for myself because I was like, I still have a PS2. And it became one of the, the single most fun gaming experiences for me. And I was, I was you have to get used to like the standing in one place and shooting a gun, but it's it, it was Tank. so fun for me. Tank controls. Tank controls, yeah. And then David, um, Resident Evil 7... Yeah, I don't know how you got on that. Honestly, I remember um, it was coming out. What was it? Twenty seven? Yeah, it was twenty seventeen. It was like early. It came out. Um, obviously, I uh, my friend Jason played the hell out of Resident Evil Four, like one that was new. Yeah, like we were friends for a long time. Goodness gracious! But like, yeah. Uh, so I remember seeing it, but I never played it because I didn't really care for horror too much in those days. Sure. And then Resident Evil Seven was coming out. And my friend Josh was getting it. Well, he did get it. Um, and so we were playing it for a little bit um, in his house. And, uh, you know, just the whole intro where you're like the camera people going yeah. through the thing or whatever. And I was just kind of very interested. Yeah. So I was like, forget it. We're going back to GameStop. I want to get this game too. It's a good hook. So we went back. I got Resident Evil 7. And then I played it myself. And dude. I don't know um, why, but I was just hardcore into this game. Yeah. So hardcore that I actually watched four other people play through the game. Like in real life? Yeah. I mean, not in real life, but oh. like some people I watched on YouTube. Sure. I, four. Four entire ass playthroughs cause just because I want to see what they thought about. And then we went through it with you. Yep. That was like five times then. Like, oh my God. Yeah, so after after we went through Resident Evil 7 um, and I had played 4, I think like Resident Evil 2 Remake or Resident Evil 3 Remake? No, it was 2. Yeah, Resident Evil 2 Remake had recently come out and David was like, dude, we got we to gotta play that. And so I'm like, dude, we're playing all of these Resident Evil games. Let's just start from the beginning. Let's play every like numbered Resident Evil game except for except Zero. Except for Zero because we don't care. Because we don't care. Um... And we filmed an entire video where we scripted and edited and filmed like a whole retrospective video doing all of the numbered Resident Evil games, except for zero because we don't care. Mm -hmm. And Resident Evil 8 hadn't come out yet. I think they, they released a trailer like legit the last day that we were like filming. Like, 
I it was very close to around the time that we had finished like scripting and filming the video and they were like here's a trailer for the next game yeah. so we were like you know talking about and speculating stuff at the end of that video um which i think everyone should watch if you if you're interested in resident evil or yeah us or, that that was like a lot of fun yeah honestly because well because we started at the beginning of quarantine like we had we had played i think we played seven before quarantine and then um when it came time to playing the rest it was like okay well I can't come over and we can't play in person. So for the first game, for the first Resident Evil, um, I started my Twitch account. Fun facts. Like I stream normally now, but when I started that Twitch account, it was strictly to play Resident Evil 1 with David so we could tune into the stream and like we could watch each other. Like it was like uh, we logged into the same like PlayStation account. And it was like every day that we would play it, it was a different person who was like kind of leading the the you know the gameplay. Yeah, because I think you did Chris, right? I, did you play as Chris, and then I played as Jill? I, th- I think so. Yeah, either it was that or we switched off. Um, but either way, that was that was a fun experience because it was like I don't know, man. Things were so different at that time, like in every in every sense of the way, or every sense of the word, and getting to like some semblance of normalcy was like really uh comforting um you know and we're running from zombies and zombie dogs and like (laughs) situations that normally shouldn't be comforting um but it was fun and then we went through the two remakes we went through four again i think we played uh like the xbox one port of it um or the ps4 port um and then four and five or five and six is when it got real goofy like Resident Evil 5 and 6. Like 5 was fine. 5 was cool because five, it was co-op. Yeah, 5 was only fun because we were both playing it. I yeah. think that game alone would be a nightmare. That game, well, and that's that we looked up reviews and stuff after and other retrospective videos to kind of see what the competition was like. And everyone was like Resident Evil 5 with the with the CPU, like playing with the computer, it's a nightmare. It's terrible, especially those sections where you your partner has to get to a bridge or something to like lower things down and you're just stuck like killing a horde of zombies. It's like with the computer, it's you know, with with another person it's bad enough cuz like sometimes, you know, the the objectives are hard to read. But with a computer, who is designed to have to act stupid so as to buy time for you to actually play the game. It's got to be it's got to be terrible. But it was it was a fun experience overall um and it had a, what was one of the hardest like final missions. Was that 5 where like no, that was 6 cuz Wesker came back in 6, right? And that was the mission where like one person was running away from him and the other person was like stuck in the co- volcano. No, that was 5. That was 5. Was yeah. that the 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 Chris story? That was the Chris story because that's where he punches the boulder. Yeah, the boulder. Oh yeah. my god, he punches the boulder in five. Yeah, it was so it, or six. Was it six? It was. I th- no I have a feeling it was no because Chris Chris's story in the sixth game was with the guy with the uh, Wesker's. No. Yeah, just the random soldier dude. Yeah, and who ends up turning into a zombie at the end of the game? Yeah, so it was five where you're running away from. Uh, I think it's Wesker. Or, or yeah, yeah, it's Wesker. You so then six comes around and it was co-op, but in our retrospective video, very quickly, like it was, it was arguably the worst experience. Yeah, it was awful. Well, because the only my theory is that they started production on that game and it was supposed to be a Leon game because you go back and you play that Leon campaign and it is the only, like legit, the only 
campaign that feels like a Resident Evil game from the ground up. Because like we also did not play Ada's campaign. We yeah we did because by didn't. then I didn't care. Yeah, because we had gotten through essentially what's three different games worth of of time and energy, and like the Chris campaign is legit. Just like it's just a military shooter. It just it just feels like the campaign for like a Call of Duty game or you know whatever. And then the Albert Sun campaign is the weirdest out of all of them because it just it it kind of feels like an Uncharted game because there's a lot of like traversal and you're jumping through like mountains and you're and you're like climbing on on platforms and stuff and like we we saved the Leon campaign for last which I think was a good move because it ended up being like the best one um, but yeah it had spooky corridors and actual like zombie hordes that like moved slow and it was like. It was cool. So I'm like, they started the Leon campaign and then they realized we don't have enough content to make a whole game. And they're like, oh shit, look at all these main characters that we have that we can use except for Wesker's son. Cause he, who gives a shit? I don't, I don't, I don't remember who his cares? name. Um, but yeah, so, you know, now we're playing through Resident Evil 8 and, um, you know, I'm sure when we finally finish that, that'll be a whole episode on its own is just talking about uh, Resident Evil 8. But yeah, also um, we were wrong. Because we speculated that he, Leon would show up in eight because it was an yeah. even game. Because he's yeah. in two, four, and six. Yeah, but yeah. So it. I was hoping it would be another Leon game, but it was another Ethan game, and Chris shows up. Um, and we haven't played. I haven't played through all of it, but I know there's a there's a couple of really like genuinely scary parts. Yep. I just beat Dommy Mommy, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm starting to sense a pattern in like the newest iterations of Resident Evil games where like. Or it even happened in, like, four. Like, the last enemy has to be a bulging mess of, like, veins and eyeballs and stuff. And um, So I'm excited to finish Resident Evil, and we'll have more thoughts on that when we when we get there. Um, but, uh, yeah, do you have anything else on, on Resident Evil? Um, no. Okay. Uh, I, think that, I think that just about does it. Um, we've had to reset our camera uh, twice now. Um, so we are at officially like the, I don't know, man, like hour, hour, yeah, yeah, just over an hour. So, um, if you enjoyed what you heard today, um, I've been Nick Scarpinato. Um, I am David Kabushikars. Yep. Our other channels are linked in the description. Uh, this has been Vanessa and that has been the, um, Chevy Corvette 1999, uh, ZR1. Um, so be sure to check out David's channel for the bonus episode of the podcast with some bonus clips. Uh, we are going to be opening up some mystery bags of Cowboy Bebop characters, little uh, keychains, um, and we're also going to be trying the new uh, Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew, which I have tried, uh, but David has not. So I'm drinking this because I forgot my bottle at my parents' place when I filmed my video, um, and David's going to try it for the first time. So if you want to see us do that, be sure to check out the bonus content on David's channel. But until next week, um, hope you have a good rest of your week. Hope you have a good rest of your April. Uh, next time we see you, it will be a new month. And um, I guess the last, last, uh, last thing that I have to say is um, it's going to be May. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>